Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasting's sense of coopetition isn't as common as it once was. But podcasters collaborating with other podcasters still happens, creating better shows than they can from solo efforts. Here's proof. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Last night, the most <laughs> ambitious single podcasting project I've ever been associated with dropped. A- and no, this is not going to be a promotional episode about this new show. You, you know, that's not really my style. No, instead, this episode is about recognizing your own limitations as a podcaster and then collaborating with other podcasters so you can achieve bigger and better things. It was almost a year ago, <laughs> late May of 2020, pandemic just getting started, when an existing client of mine introduced me to an associate of hers who had an idea for a podcast and was seeking people to make this dream come true. That was pretty clear in our early conversations, which started in June, that we had an opportunity to make not just another podcast, but actually a, a very big deal. And the client was very interested in the idea of doing something quite different. This is a big company, I'll explain who it is in a moment, uh, that has made plenty of podcasts in the past, but wanted to do something that stood out, that was different, that wasn't the standard way that they were, that they were doing things. And that was quite exciting. That was quite exciting. So I used those early conversations and recognized that, you know, there's something here that's just a little above the standard, what I'm going to call a boring business podcast. So I used this as an opportunity to, to reach out to Sam Walker, lives here in Phoenix, of XBBC fame. And initially, I just wanted Sam's eyes on this project. You know, what, what can we do that is a different way of doing things? But as those, and, and it was just, hey, I'm just going to pay you for some consulting hours. Let's get some stuff done. But then I realized that, no, this was going to be a bigger, bigger thing. Because the, the client, when I originally thought this, we were going to make a branded podcast, a branded content show. But then that's not really it now. Branded content is usually pretty brand forward. And this was going to be very, very light touch of the brand. It wasn't about chest beating about how good we are and let's tell you a bunch of stories that that emphasize that. No, it was quite different because it wasn't really about them and it wasn't really about their clients. It was about the space. It's about this new space. It was going to be very business focused and it is very business focused with lots of actionable data, but with these compelling stories and a, a narrative arc 
that really compels you to listen to this show, even if you're not in the industry, because it's in an industry that we all happen to be a part of. We just don't think about it too much. But even if but we're not, most of us don't work in the industry. We're just the consumers of said industry. And I thought I was a pretty good storyteller. But as we started working on this project, it was pretty quickly that well, while I am a good storyteller, Sam is significantly better <laughs> as, at telling these kinds of stories than I am, right? She has been instrumental in this show from the outset, pulling from her, my goodness, hard-fought, let's call it, hard-fought knowledge of how to make compelling audio-based journalism, which is, which is what we wanted to do. And so the good news is, when we won the contract, which was several weeks of going back and forth, maybe even a month or so, when we won the contract, I was told by the client that our proposal was completely different, which I think is code words for terribly expensive compared to what other firms were bidding on, um, and which was great to hear, but that also put a lot of pressure uh, on us, right? So then early on, Sam and I said, okay, we can do all of these things pretty well, but we knew we wanted this show to be as close to perfection as we could possibly make it. You know, you never get totally perfect. We make a really, really good show, but we wanted to make it, you know, as, as clean and pristine as we possibly could. Now, I had been wanting to work with Marcus DePaula. He's an excellent audio engineer for some time, but hadn't really found the right project. Well, this seemed like it. So early on, last summer, reached out to Marcus, and not only did he help us source some great music, the perfect composer, hi, Charlie, who made custom theme music exactly what we needed for the show. Marcus also took uh, the incredibly important and often overlooked task when you're doing something of this scale of mastering each episode. Now, mastering is something that if you don't work in the music industry, you're probably not used to mastering, but mastering does two things here. One, it adds in uh, music, musical elements, again, from the music custom themes we had developed. Moves, adds those in to give character and give texture and give it just, you know, make it make it sound Make it sound better. That's that's there just to add that emphasis. Right? That's a that's a big part of the mastering process. But also, because we were recording twenty different conversations of, of people all around the world, really, with different microphones and all business people, so no one's in a studio here. We had to get the music, then not the music, the, the vocal tracks as cleaned up and possibly as we could. So Marcus did all of that, scrubbed through and made it just wow. I totally, totally blown away. And the end, and the end was last night. <laughs> um, gosh, many long days, many long nights, uh, lots of communications back and forth with the client and the guests and keeping things going forward. We finally have a broadcasting project that everyone, our client, yes, the guests that were on the show, yes. And even those of us on the production side can point to and hold up as an example of one of the best and certainly biggest things we've ever created. And, and I couldn't have done it, honestly, could not have done this, at least nowhere to the level of quality and completeness the final product has without collaborating with Sam and Marcus. So my message to you is go and collaborate. Find, this is the part of the show where I reach out to you and I tell you to reach out to a peer and this is why I tell you to do that every week. Find out who you want to work with. Start reaching out to these people now before you have an opportunity. I established a relationship with both Sam and Marcus well ahead 
of this particular ask. Ask now, and you too can create some pretty amazing content. The big reveal. The show is called Experience, P-E-E-R, because Peter is talking with one another. Experience Podcast. And yes, I will list it here in the episode details. It's a show we created on behalf of SAP Customer Experience. It's only six episodes, 20 to 30 minutes each. I think you're going to love it. I think you're really going to appreciate what it is from a content point of view as a podcast, but also as a listener. Just packed with really good information because it's about customer experience. And, you know, we're all customers at some point in time. So go take a listen to that. If you like this idea about collaborating and doing things with other podcasters to make something better than you can on your own, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. Slide virtual coffee my way. And let's find out if, we, if there are ways you and I can work together. That'd be fun, right? All right. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S., the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.